Greetings and welcome to the broadcast, Prison News. I'm your host. I'm doing something a little differently. I'm live in a coffee shop down here, though there's a place where inmates stay just up the road a bit. And sure, I'm doing the shot, uh, the uh, podcast, and people come up like, hey, Prison News, I mean, I got an uncle who, you know, and then the conversation starts. So I've come over here kind of to the corner. Let's go ahead and do the show right now. Uh, let me know how you like the background, uh, well, ambience, I guess. Pennsylvania prison locked down after three inmate stabbings. Now, you know, they say this doesn't, when the guy goes to be warden and they're going to hire him, they say, warden, how are you going to not have stabbings? Oh, God, he can tell you 105 things. I'm going to sensitize staff. We're going to have training. All the cameras are going to work. If I catch a staff who's a bad, I'll get rid of him. Three stabbings. Where else but Pennsylvania? A state prison in southwestern Pennsylvania has been locked down after, uh uh-oh, three inmates were stabbed in a series of fights. The Department of Corrections says the state correctional institution, Somerset, has been locked down. Officials say that, quote, improvised weapons, unquote, see the the twisting of the uh, verbiage, it's called a shank, were used in some of the stabbings, and that grew out of a series of fights. Now, the names of the inmates, of course, have not been released. Some of those guys have pretty powerful lawyers. Uh, the inmate, and also, no one, they have not announced whether they're going to charge anybody in the stabbings. So see, when this warden says I, he promised that all the stuff was going to work, the cameras will work, staff will be alert, we're not going to, we have zero tolerance for stabbings. When it actually happens, they don't know, they can't say the inmate, not going to mention his name, can't say if anybody's going to really be charged with anything. And so this is, uh, goes on over and over again as you listen to these broadcasts. These broadcasts are to help you to see what's going on in the prison system around you. I don't care if you're black or white. I got some a hit here yesterday on some Eskimos that escaped up there. And now look, I know there's a difference between Eskimos and natives. Uh, I've been up there with those people, great folks. But a couple of the uh, Eskimos got into a, a shaft, an air shaft up by the Cuscoquim River in a holding detention facility, and they escaped. People say, why'd you have to say Eskimos? Well, who do you think's up in Alaska on the Cuscoquim River? And it could have been natives, but you know, so we're not going after people. There's photographs that accompany these reports, and I just give you a quick thumbnail. I mean, black, white, Eskimo, Korean, the whole, everybody takes the, if you listen for any length of time, it's pretty even-handed here. Anyway, visitation and other programs were suspended during the lockdown. Oh, yeah. Now, the medium security uh, holds about 1,600 male inmates. Now, they used to, in foreign countries, they tell you how many people were on duty when it took place. Now, at 1,600 male inmates, probably it's very possible the right amount of people were not on duty. They had been diverted away to what they call programs or staff cutbacks. Sometimes it's a euphemism for more money for administration to go to do workshops, to go to conventions, to go to a seminar. Anyway, Justice Department implores FCC to combat prison cell phone problem. Now think about this. Columbia, South Carolina, the Department of Justice is pressing federal regulators to come up with a solution to combat cell phones in the nation's prisons. You know, how, you know how you combat that? You get rid of dirty guards, you get rid of dirty staff, and you start teaching these little 20-something little flowers how to start doing a decent pat-down on these guys and start enforcing the law. You don't need to have a, a, a you know, admit you're a broken vessel and you can't keep cell phones out of the prisons. What do you think pat-downs are for? And security cameras and staff that's trained not to smuggle cell phones in. You want to give me a dollar for everybody in the next year when I do these reports if a staff has compromised himself with an inmate, brought in contraband, brought in multiple cell phones, 
Okay, what did we have the other day? Somebody was flying a drone with cell phones in I did the report on. So let's just read about this. The letter obtained by the Associated Press. Who else? Beth, Attorney General Beth Williams. She wants to have a special beam that will go out and kill all the, what they call a signal jammer. Because, I mean, after all, you can't actually maintain discipline. If they can't keep a cell phone out, which is, you know, not like a cigarette, if they can't keep cell phones out, well, then how are they going to keep the dope out and the weapons out? Sounds like it maybe needs to have a, a new set of wardens, new set of admin staff in there. Folks, I don't have time to do the next one. Boy, the background music's loud. Some people have left. I guess the, the podcast here was a bit much for the people drinking coffee. They was uh, they were very polite about it, but they scooted that chair back. They took their coffee cups and just politely with the face. I guess not everybody's, uh, as they say, quote, down with it to hear prison news. Folks, take care. God bless all of you. I'm going to go ahead and snap off now. And uh, peace to all of you. And don't forget your prayers. Bye for now. Greetings and welcome once again to Prison News. I'm your host. I'm doing this podcast live from a coffee shop right now, just a number of blocks away from a correctional facility. You can, in a sense, actually hear the background noise and the tapping of different things and try to see if you can place uh, how far away this is from a correctional facility, being mindful that tons of inmates, families, and their own particular vibe, if you will, uh, frequent places like this. Anyway, I'm back in the corner, and uh, first up, he's trading his mugshot for a headshot. Now, the Internet is buzzing up for a guy named Mekki Alante Lucky, a felon who just signed with St. Clair's Modeling Agency. Apparently they saw his face, and uh, he looks exactly almost like that guy. Remember that Captain Phillips when those Somali pirates boarded and they made a movie about it? He looks like that guy. Uh, anyway, he likes to. He's a, he's a tough guy. He uh, assaulted a woman. He's been arrested five times for speeding or stealing. You know, he steals a vehicle and runs as fast as he can, beats the stuffing out of a woman. However, he tried to resist arrest on an officer, and uh, it didn't go, go, go so good for Lucky here. His new name is called Prison Bay, spelled B. A-E. Next up, prison inmate stabbing death investigated as a homicide. Now, the death of an inmate who was stabbed Tuesday at California State Prison Sacramento in, say it with me, folks, come on, you Johnny Cash fans, in Folsom is being investigated as a homicide. Do you have any idea how many millions of dollars these stabbings have cost Folsom Prison? Because the guards are not able to keep the shanks out. They're not able to keep proper security. They're not having the right kind of pat-downs, apparently. Why can't they keep the shanks and the cell phones out? And by the way, when's the last time a guard went and did some hard time for smuggling this crap into the inmates? Well, that'd be a great question for the warden. Inmate Ovaldio Luguenis, 26, and Jose Chavez were seen stabbing inmate Anthony Olivia, 22, in prison in the exercise yard about 2 p.m., according to a California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation's news release. Prison staff members sounded the alarm i repeat they sounded the alarm and they ordered the inmates to get on the ground you hear this you hit a button and the guys continue stabbing a guy to death you know there's other countries where they they do it a little bit different anyway medical staff uh after they sounded the alarm and uh ordered to get down on the ground somebody got around to taking this guy to the prison clinic he was of course transported by ambulance and there he was pronounced dead at 3:21 p.m why would I say the number? If you want to, if you're into what's called not numerology, we're not talking about witchcraft, but just like 321 when he died and this and that. If you take every amount of numbers associated with prison troubles, the inmate cell number, the phone number, the docket number, the time he was assaulted, the time he performed an assault, the time he died, you you can't believe 
the the sequencing it's, it's just unbelievable after a while now you know you can make numbers say anything and you know the hey let's go to the next one indiana state prison case manager arrested for sexual misconduct now, this is a white woman she looks mean man she looks like remember those archie comics with the archie had like the turned up nose she looks just like that has a man's haircut her left ear is way higher than her right ear this is typically when they had forceps doctors would botch a delivery I think they call them a forcep baby, you know, kind of misshapen their face just a little bit, turned down mouth, and her right, not her left, but her right eye turns in a little bit. Michigan City, Indiana, an Indiana State Prison staff member has been arrested for sexual misconduct with an offender. Case manager Heather Fox was arrested Tuesday after an investigation at the Michigan City facility. Now, she was suspended pending termination and placed under arrest for sexual misconduct in a level 5 felony. She was transported to the LaPorte County Jail. That's unusual. These guys usually plea out. The offender who was allegedly involved was transferred to another facility. Is that right? Should they transfer him somewhere else? You see where that goes, don't you? You pay a guard $5,000 to a little hanky-panky because you want to get translated, uh, transported out of the facility. Dangerous precedent. The Indiana Department of Corrections is committed to zero tolerance for all forms of sexual activity, says Warden Ron Neal. You know, Warden Ron, at least God bless you, you made a friggin' statement. Most wardens hide behind spokesmen. You stood up like a man, you took it. Now, her sexual misconduct is punishable by up to six years in prison and a $10,000 fine. You know, Jesus talked about this stuff, folks, and it's uh, it's getting worse and worse and worse. I can't even, I'm almost ready to put a moratorium on kids being assaulted by these jackasses, but, you know, I've, I've got to read it. We've got to let you know how wicked it's out there in the in the inmate world and also there's hope you know prison chaplain will tell you there's hope there's hope in jesus christ hey let's go see if we can't find a little song snippet to play you for 10 or 15 seconds god bless you all and bye for now